Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. Today, I want to give you an installment on the underground church. I'm finishing the series on Sunday, so I want to give you one of the last installments. What kills love groups? What kills love groups? So this is part of the underground series. What kills love groups? What kills love groups? What spells doom for love groups? Or you can call them love group killers. Number one, complacency. 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 C-O-M-P-L-A-C-E-N-C-Y. Complacent. Complacency. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, never have a sense of achievement or satisfaction. That is what complacency is. Having a sense of achievement and satisfaction. A lot of us get satisfied so soon with so little. You just, you, like a, another guy I know, he started just working in a certain place and he was paid 1,000 per day and the guy thought he has made it. 1,000. Only. You know 1,000 is 1,000 is, I don't know what to describe it. 1,000 is nothing. 1,000 is nothing. Ukisha vunja tau, imeisha. Two hours later, once you break 1,000 shillings, with just removing 10 bob, one, not even one hour, 30 minutes later, zero. I don't, consider a thousand shillings as anything. I don't consider it as anything. But you get so satisfied so soon. You have a sense of achievement so soon. You start driving just like a small car. You feel like you've arrived. Your love group just becomes, it is, it is around the number you should have. You get satisfied. You forget that you're not chasing numbers. The intention is not to have a love group that has numbers. The intention is to have a love group full of disciples. Tell about the intention is to have a love group that is full of disciples. So you should do one thing. What should you do? Disciple the people. And how can you disciple when you get satisfied so soon? You get satisfied so soon. You climax very soon. Kidogo, kidogo, too. Meshiba. Coke. Now, you know, Like their thirst is quenched by five Coca Colas or two liters. You just, not even 500 ml. 
you're satisfied. That is complacency. Getting satisfied with very little achievement. Never have a sense of achievement or satisfaction. The Bible says, this one thing that I do, pressing on towards the mark of the high calling. This one thing that, pressing on, meaning I never get to arrive. Tell me you will never arrive. Living in a bed sitter is not you've arrived. Some of you once you left the single room and now you're in a bed sitter, you feel you've arrived. You've settled. You feel like this is the best thing that happened. I'm living my dream. That is complacency. You forget it is too early to be satisfied. One of the love troop killers is complacency. A sense of achievement and satisfaction. And by the way, that also applies to your life. One thing that will kill you, tell about one thing that will kill you, is to feel I have arrived. Like this church, we've not arrived. We've not arrived. We're still in a Mabati structure. How can we arrive in a, in a structure that looks like a go down? How can we arrive? How can you say, me, Shafika? I now say it's my time to enjoy. Is it time to enjoy? Is it time to enjoy? Have we arrived? If Bill Gates feels like he has not arrived and he is among the wealthiest men in the world right now, Jeff Benzos feels like he has not arrived. You, you only have 1,000 per day and you feel you've arrived. <laughs> no one can tell you anything. No one can advise you. Look, one way you know you have the sense of satisfaction and achievement is when you can't be corrected. When you can't be told, this is wrong. When we can't tell the present worship, you are singing in the wrong way. And they accept that they are singing in the wrong way. They have, they have a sense of satisfaction. They feel like, ah, us, we are the best band. Look, one of the things that I hate is to be praised. I hate being praised. You know why? Praises can easily get into your head. And you start thinking, I've arrived. Yeah, you start thinking, I've arrived. If you don't have someone who is always challenging you, that's why your mentor is not your cheerleader. Your mentor is your challenger. I cannot cheerlead you. And you, oh, wow. Your love group now has six people. Wow, you've made it. Church, let's clap for this girl. She has six people. Yet she has the potential of having ten love groups, each with six people. She has that potential. But we want to clap for her because she has one that has six people. Complacency. A sense of achievement. And what? Satisfaction. So such attitude results to something called lukewarmness. And when you become lukewarm, you lose the very drive, energy, enthusiasm that you had in the beginning. When you become complacent, you lose the enthusiasm, the drive, the energy that you had in the beginning. This will be a potent prescription for the destruction of your love group. Your love group will fall apart when you become too satisfied too soon. When you become satisfied in life too soon, you will begin to destroy that very thing that you are building. Tell about you will never arrive. One thing I will never do. Tell about one thing I will never do. I will never arrive. Even the day you'll be seeing you earn one million per month, you have not yet arrived. 
Because there's someone somewhere earning 100 million per day. Or that 1 million per hour. Here, there's somebody somewhere earning $10,000 per hour. And you use 1 million 30 days and you feel you've arrived. Remember, you will never arrive. You will never arrive when you have one degree. Somebody somewhere has five degrees. And you just have one degree and you feel like you've arrived. And somebody somewhere is a specialist. He's a specialist of something. You see that, that thing of knowing too much about too little. Like you specialize on one thing. One thing. Like today I was, I was with somebody somewhere. And he specialized in one thing. He can tell you that thing. If he, if he just brought to him like this. He can dissect it and remove all the parts and put it back together. He knows the problem of something by just looking at it, that particular thing. He told me, I'm an expert at this thing. Because all my life, I chose, a, I chose a single focus. By the way, he told me something that I found very powerful. He told me, the driving force of the American, because he's American, or he's a Kenyan who, who works with the UN in America, the headquarters. He told me, the driving force of American economy is not degrees, per se. He told me very few people in America have degrees. Yeah, he told me very few people. Actually, in America, a university degree, university education is very expensive. So what they have done is that they believe in this thing called, this, you see this thing that some guy is trying to sell? Eh? Some politician. That thing you guys are saying, ah, how can that thing be, including myself? And the guy told me, actually, that is the driving force of the American economy. He told me the American economy is driven by people who know a single thing and do it to the very end. So not many people have degrees. So most people are in plumbing, nursing, electrical jobs. Those things that you guys see as nothing. You see nowadays everybody is going for that degree. You have a degree in PR and your demeanor, your demeanor eh? like your attitude, your personality is not welcoming. You are an introvert and you are doing PR. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> so much for public. You are, a, you are an introvert. You cannot even speak to your neighbor in church and you are doing PR. Wow. <laughs> Amosi. Amosi. Amosi is, is jungle to say I greet you. Amosi. How can you do a public relation degree or sales and marketing? You are in sales and you cannot even speak to your neighbor in church. Your demeanor itself does not allow clients to come. You are, like you are. It chases them away. How you look. You never smile. You never laugh. You're always angry. Not inviting at all. And you are doing a degree in marketing. Amosi. Amosi. That's why we have so many degrees that are useless. So many degrees that are useless. So he was telling me the American model, the German model. You see, in German, a lot of people go through polytechnics, not even universities. He told me like BMW. He was one time in the, BM, in the BMW factory. He told me BMW has a polytechnic. So when people finish high school, they come direct to that polytechnic. Then they are taught one particular thing in that car. So when you go into that facility, like for example, if I join it, I'm taught about the engine only. 
Not the whole car. Another one is taught about the wheels. Another one is taught about the steering only. So their work is after they finish school, they get employed by BMW. So for the rest of their life, their work will be to work on the engine. And in the process of working on that engine, they discover something greater. That's how they end up improving their products. Because the person who deals with engine is engine alone. Come to Kenya. Come to Kenya. Shidayote unatatua. Weni kama mganga kutoka Tanzania. Unatatua shidazote. Eh? You know everything in Nairobi. You know where to get everything. Eh? Ukona USB? Eh. Do you know where we can get car tires? Eh. Do you know where they sell windscreen? Eh. Do you know where they sell iPhones? Eh. And nikona mtu hapo Grogon, rafiki yangu ana uzanga iPhone. Do you know where they do shoes? Eh. Do you know where they sell kidneys? Eh. That, that is what has made our economy where it is right now. That is what has made our economy where it is right now. We don't have specialities. Because you don't want... Do you know you can be a plumber? But a very excellent plum, plumber. Do you, by the way, do you guys realize that when a plumber comes to your house to fix something, he will not go with anything less than 2,000. Right? When he comes to our house, how much does he go with? Around that price. And that car is near 20 minutes. It pains you to pay. You say, ah, how can I pay? No, you mefanya, fanya tuivi. Ametua airlock. Akasema ni pay thou. Thou. Airlock. Amefunga tap, akafungua. 1,000. 1,000 and he goes. Akama nafanya hivi five. Siphoning. 1,000 is gone. And you guys, you despise such works. You go for high-end actuarial science. You finish, you finish actuarial science, you stay for 10 years with your papers at Kibabi University. You have a degree from Kibabi University that has never helped you. You see how foolish you are? You do tailoring with IT. You would rather have just gone to a tailoring polytechnic and become a very good tailor. You can become very rich. Look, I want you guys, don't, don't, don't be these people who are looking for these high-end jobs. Blue look for blue-collar. Stop looking for white-collar jobs. Look, if you can study plumbing, I'm telling you, you can become rich through plumbing. It's just you learn how to do the work, become a master, open a company, employ other plumbers. There are not many plumbing companies in Kenya. Do we, people don't see that as something prestigious. But do you know plumbing can make you drive a car? Yeah, electricals. These are electricals. Ah, oh, where's Lalanja? When a degree yako ya tailoring with IT, una Lalanja, unafungiwa nyumba. Unafungiwa nyumba. If, if, if you had a better degree than the one you have, right now you'd be very far. But now you have environmental science. <laughs> environmental science. First class in environmental science. Have you, have you ever worked after, after you graduated? Or even, be, yeah, after you graduated. Have you ever been employed as an environmental scientist? All your life. And how long were you, did you graduate? How long ago? He has never been employed as an environmental scientist. <laughs> they give you a degree, then they tell you you, can, you are multipurpose. You can act anywhere. 
You can work with the NGO. Have you heard those people? So what is like some guy I asked here? So your degree is community what? Community development. So I asked them. So where, what? What do you do with that degree? He said, me, I can work anywhere. <laughs> I told him, the first sign of a useless degree is that statement. I can work anywhere. That's the first sign of a useless degree. The degree is wide. That's a useless degree. You'd rather go to a polytechnic and become a tailor. Yeah, become a tailor. I know tailors who, who are rich, drive cars, and someone with a community development degree is working. Noka is working. Eh? He's working. Anywho, that is not part of the sermon. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, the first thing that kills a love group is complacency. Yeah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. To be complacent is to think, now me, I stand. I'm okay now. I've made my ban. Let me lie. Remember the story of that man? The rich man, the rich fool, the rich young fool, who said, I've made, I've, I've made my bands. Let me, not for, let me now wait for harvest time. And the Bible says, that night God said, you fool, I require your soul. Anytime you become complacent, you start falling. It's right here. Can you read it together? One, two, three. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands, take heed lest he falls. When you feel like you've arrived, you begin to die. Remember, when you think you've arrived, you begin to die. What keeps us alive is the hope for a better tomorrow. The best is yet, tell about the best is yet to come. One statement you should always have in your, in your fingertips is this statement. The best is yet to come. That statement will keep you looking forward for something better. Yeah. Something better. Or you start like a YouTube channel, you have 1,000 subscribers, you feel you've arrived. And people have 1 million subscribers. People have 1 billion subscribers. You with 50,000, you feel you've arrived. Uh-uh. And right now, everybody is opening a YouTube channel. That's the problem with Kenyans, man. If you just see one niche, everybody is there. And maybe that's not your niche. You, everybody is opening podcasts. And maybe that's not your niche, man. Not everybody is supposed to be on, on YouTube. Not everybody. Can you imagine you see some video? Someone is taking a video and the camera is upside down. Welcome to my YouTube channel. The language number one is not appealing. Hi, guys. Welcome to my YouTube channel. Today I'll show you how to clean a house or how to lock a door. You open like this, then boom, subscribe. Maybe that's not your niche, man. Maybe your niche is just to be a plumber. Look, I'm serious. If some of you decide to take plumbing as a job, you'll become rich. Look, you guy with your physics degree. <laughs> eh? First class. What, what, can, what will you do? Industrial chemistry. Where can you work? Everywhere. You can, <laughs> you can work everywhere. Listen to me. You see, with your physics, choose a blue collar. Even choose plumbing. Let me choose for you. Choose plumbing. Go and study how plumbing works. Start. Because of the knowledge you have, you'll have a company of, oh, with so many plumbers. You'll be doing a plumbing for buildings. Do you imagine when we were building the SGR, I was being told today, we didn't have enough electrical engineers. What you're wiring. 
we, they had to bring Chinese. We didn't have enough. When we were doing the SBF, I was surprised. I said, ah, and though I thought like that, we have so many. He told me, we don't have. We've told our children, go and do political science. And the guy does not like politics. But he's doing political science from Kwea. And if you ask him, who is the opposition leader right now in Kenya? He doesn't know. Amosi. Amosi. Eh? You do a useless degree like business management. What is business management for crying out loud? That's a very useless degree, by the way. Tell me who do you know has been employed because of business management degree? <laughs> Which job description? Abu, tell me the job description. Who has done business management here? Don't lie. Or BBIT? Huh? Where is he? What, do you, what will you do with that degree? You can work anywhere. A useless degree. A useless degree. You see, you see, you'd rather do baking. You'd rather do baking. Yeah. Baking people, skills. The point is, skills. Skills. Cosmetics is even better. Cosmetology. That is to do makeup. And nails. Like these, these girls who do nails here. Those ones will always be rich. They will never sleep hungry. It's a matter of time you see them having powers. You see? He's saying there's a research that was done. In Eastern Africa, we don't have many plumbers and, elect and, and electricians. So in Kenya, they, when you do that in Kenya, you go there and get employed. Hey, your problem is your mind is shallow. plumber a An electrician. Look, right now, other than going to a university, go to a polytechnic. I can guarantee you. How many people? Do you know how many graduates we get every year? MMU alone graduates how many people? Eh? 7,000. The last graduation was how many people? 7,000. KU graduates like 20,000, right? Paya. 20,000 have been released to the market. Pap! And it has two graduations. 20,000 per graduation. 32,000 per graduation. So in a year, it is 64,000 to the job market. And all of them have a degree in BBIT. BBIT. Business management. What is business management? Tell me, what is community development? What is community development? Do you know? Where can you work? I can work anywhere. EGO, UN. Do you think UN has vacancies of community development alone graduates in Kenya? For example, per year. Let's give it 10,000 people. Do you think UN has a slot of 10,000 employees per year? Can you again? But do you know, as long as people are going to the toilet, the plumber will be needed. Because there will always be a leakage and a blockage. You know you, know you don't drink water. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two. Lack of an effective monitoring system. Lack of an effective monitoring system. Lack of an effective monitoring system. This is for elders. If you don't monitor your love groups, they are going to die. Shepherds, if you don't monitor your sheep, you're going to kill them. And by the way, the people who feel uneasy to be monitored, whose help is it when you're monitored? Is it ours or yours? 
Eh? Who is going to get helped? Us or you? Look, if for example, right now you're in debt, and I'm trying to show you how to get out of debt, who is benefiting, me or me? So why do you start saying, ah, he can answer, business, he who is, who is getting helped? Me or you? If, if you are a smoker, and I'm trying to help you how to quit smoking, who is, who, whose life am I saving? Whose lungs are those? Me, I don't smoke. If you are, I got nothing to lose. If you are a masturbator, and I'm trying to show you how to stop masturbating, who, whose monkey is it? <laughs> whose monkey is it? Mine or yours? Whose hands are those? Mine or yours? So who is benefiting? Do you see, do you see how foolish thing people think? Yeah, you, you're just foolish. If we see you're in a wrong relationship, and we try and tell you, this boy is not your, it's not, you're not your average boy. Think about it. Live. And why are you at the back? Kimanga, why are you at the back? So whose is it? Eh? Whose lungs are those? Are you helping me? Am I helping you? So why do you start saying, eh, 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 this church is into my business? If that boy breaks your heart, is it our heart? If you go and have sex and get gonorrhea, is it us having gonorrhea? Is it me? Is it me who will walk like this? <laughs> is it me who will smell? Is it me who will feel ashamed? If you get HIV right now, is it my HIV? Am I the one who's going to, to spend the rest of my life with pills? So why is it that you're muff? Why is it that you're muff? We can't tell you. Stop smoking. Your lungs are suffering. You will die of cancer. What if you get your throat cancer? Is it my throat? Is it my throat? You see how foolish you are? I tell you, this boy, I'm not sure, I'm not so sure with that relationship. You start saying, Sebastian, if you get dumped and your heart is broken, who will, who will be crying? Who will listen to classic at night and R&Bs? Especially on Wednesday are here. Is it me? Me, I'll be sleeping, snoring. Snoring. So when you see you are being monitored, it's for, you. it's for your good. You thank God someone is monitoring your life. Because that's the work of a mentor. If I tell you come to church, you don't come. Who is benefiting? Me or you? That's your problem. You don't know how, 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 how lucky you are or how blessed you are to have a mentor who is asking you, where are you? Someone who cares. You don't know how lucky you are to be accountable. Someone told me something I've never forgotten. He told me, never outgrow. Never outgrow being, uh, what is that thing called? Uh, being accountable. I've never forgotten that thing. He just told me casually, never outgrow being accountable. Because even kings want to be accountable to someone. Yeah. Otherwise, they will kill people. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Why do we have a constitution? To make the president accountable to something. Because absolute power corrupts. Now, if someone at the rank of a president wants to be accountable to something, Brother, 
community development. Eh? Community development. Do you see you need you need help? I don't know why I'm going to I'm talking about that and I'm talking about love groups and I'm talking about life. It's okay anyway. You understand. I'm dealing with two things that are go. We are doing life together. Yeah. So love groups die when they are not effectively monitored. Yeah. When you don't have a reporting system. Look, shepherds, let me talk to you because you are the ones who are susceptible to this. We are not after numbers. So stop cooking up numbers. How many people attended your love group today? 20. And in essence, you had three. You're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. The culture of honesty is a virtue you should have. Tell about a culture of honesty is a, is, an, is a virtue I should have. Stop lying to yourself. You see, what, one problem about lying is that when you lie to yourself, you begin to believe the lie. Slowly you begin to believe the lie. And there's nothing as dangerous as believing a lie. You start believing you are rich and you are not, like socialites on Instagram. You start believing you are beautiful and you are not. It's a lie that people believe. Yeah. It's a lie. You start believing that me, I'm the best thing after Adam. The level of confidence you have. Look, never believe you are too beautiful. Believe you are average. Uko. Uko too sour. Uko too sour. When girls start believing they are beautiful, eh? You know what I mean? Beautiful, exceedingly. Trouble begins. Men, if you see a woman who feels that she's excessively beautiful, don't marry her. That is trouble. That is trouble. That is trouble. Run away. One time she'll tell you, you think you're the only man who wanted me. And she walks out of marriage. After 10 years of marriage, I'm out. The ones who don't look like they're excessively beautiful, they will keep their marriage for 15 years. For 30 years. They'll be happy in that marriage. Yeah. Don't think, don't think we are foolish when we don't marry. Cycling, have you seen a, 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 a someone who thinks well marrying a, a strikingly beautiful woman? <laughs> it's not foolishness. There's something they know. Once you begin to believe that lie, because of the likes on Instagram, Eh? The likes on Instagram start making you think that you are a very beautiful girl. Me. Look at, look at the people who follow me. Look at the people who DM me. Eh? Look at the people who... At you, when you remove the... When you remove the filters, you become a man. <laughs> uh, look. Don't lose my point. Don't believe a lie. Mwende, don't believe a lie. Don't believe a lie. Don't believe deception. To be, you know, when you start believing a lie, you enter into the realm of deception. A deceived person believes what they believe is true. And you can't change it. If you can show them facts on their face, it's like the people who say, everybody is anointed. So this thing of touch not my anointed is not, is not true. When Jesus came, he made all of us anointed. The curtain was torn into two. Those people, even if you try and show them facts in the Bible of not everybody is anointed, as they would say in quotes, eh? they will not believe it. The only thing that will make them believe is an Aeneas and Sapphira kind of experience. When they touch someone who is anointed and they are struck dead, that's when they will believe it. But now they will be dead already. <laughs> they will believe in 
it will be already dead. So believing will be hard. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's important. Eh? It's important that you don't believe a lie. Have a culture of honesty. And I want this church to be a church that is honest. Be honest with yourself. Don't overprice yourself. Don't overvalue yourself. Don't be overconfident here. Eh? One sign of pride is overconfidence. <laughs> the Bible says just be confident. Do not throw away your confidence. When you enter into the realm of overconfidence, eh? the realm of overconfidence, my dear, is the beginning of your failure. Where you can't be corrected. I was, I'm doing everything right. <laughs> that is pride. That is how pride begins. A few years ago, my pastor used to be hard on me with such things. And I never, I used to wonder, why is he hard on me when I say this? Now, I, when, I'm, when I'm coming of age, you know, when the Bible says when I'm a child, I thought like a child. Now when I have people under me and I see the thing in them, I say, ah, this is how I used to behave towards my pastor. Then I must be very foolish. This was me. I must have been very foolish. <laughs> Cecilia, don't ever get to the place where you feel you're very beautiful. Eh? You will not keep your marriage. You think too highly of yourself. Don't, don't ever think too highly of yourself. Don't ever. Don't ever think, me, if I leave this man, I can get ten men. Look, do you know the reason why those men are looking for you? Because you have a man. So you come out, you see. Eto, we muache. Muache, tatuambia. Muache. Just go out here, they will, they will tell us. The reason why they are looking for you is because you have a man taking care of you. Gra grass is always greener. Until you come out and find that the grass was green because there was a leaking sewage. You step on you, you realize, ah. Kuna kitu hapa, lakini si elewi. I don't know why I'm talking. Okay, I'm dealing with two things. I'm dealing with love group and life. Yeah. So love groups begin to fail when there's no effective monitoring system. And one thing that makes monitoring ineffective is when shepherds become liars. When they become liars. When elders become liars. They start giving reports of what is not there. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you want to kill our love group, start becoming a liar. The reason why monitoring is important is because monitoring helps us know what is actually happening on the ground. What is happening? What is the state of your ship? When you go for visitation and you know someone, the state you found them is not a good state and you write a report to say, the person we found is really a lover of Jesus. We found him listening to Psalms. And you know you found him on top of someone. And then the report you write is to present your ship as if they are the next godly. They are going to heaven. If, if, if the end of the world is now, they'll make it to heaven. And you know, dunia ikisha sa'i, straight to hell. You know that. But how you present yourself. Look, if you want to be saved, you must learn to be a genuine person. Especially with your pastor. There must be that one person you're vulnerable with. There must be in your life. Me, there's a person in my life. I cannot hide anything from them. I'm naked before them. If right now, I, 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 God forbid, I don't want to use that example. If right now I do something wrong, 
I tell them, I've done this and this and this. Because I trust that they are for me. They will not come and take a microphone and tell you, your pastor told me ABCD. No, I'm, all, I'm vulnerable with them. I'm so sure they'll be angry at me because to be angry is their responsibility because they expect something higher than that. Right? But I'm so sure they're for me. So I'm okay with them being angry but changing my life. Hello, neighbor, neighbor. It is of your help and of your uttermost importance that you have someone you're vulnerable to. The Bible says, confess your sins unto one another that you may be healed. I did not start, I don't, that scripture does not mean you look for anybody and tell them, hey, 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 hey. my friend, you will, you will land on the wrong one. You land on someone who has a weakness of keeping quiet, in quotes. Utajua ujui. Utajua ufanyi nini? But that scripture says, confess your sins unto one another. So look for that person. Do you know why a Catholic have a father who sits in a booth and a guy comes and says, Father, me niliua, nisamehe. Father, fungwangi mulangu, I say, eh, ninanu yu aliua. He just remains there. And he says, you are forgiven. It's because of that scripture. They base it there. Confess your, your sins unto one another that you may be forgiven. I've come to see one of the easiest ways to overcome some things is to confess them. When you could just confess them, you say, by the way, you start overcoming it slowly. But you're struggling with alcohol and you've never confessed it, even to your shepherd. You've never told your shepherd, me, I'm alcoholic. If you have a genuine shepherd, he will, he will love you. Nobody sees, nobody who is genuine sees someone broken and starts hitting them. If you start doing that, you're not a genuine person. Anybody genuine, when you see someone who is struggling in a particular area, you, the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the sheep with no shepherd. You always moved with compassion. If the Holy Spirit is in you, brother, you will not take a stone to stone another one who is, who is, who is falling. Yeah, you will not take a stone. You will be moved with compassion. But you, there's no compassion in you when you see a pastor. For example, a pastor has fallen. You say, Uyo, mutueni kwa pulpit. Sasa akitoka ndio. Ndio utaingia ama. Ndio utanza kubiri. Ndio utanza kubiri akitoka. Ndio unajua zambi zako ni vita zidaonekana. Unajua wea atuwezi kuandika compassion. Hakuna mdala kujua. Where's he content? Where's he content? Nathambizako ni mob. Nobody will click on that thing to read. But if someone who is known, a president is in a scandal, a minister, a bishop, a pastor, if he's in a scandal, that one sells. That one is giving them clicks. But you, not even, your landlord does not even know your name. It's just the caretaker who knows it. So if your landlord does not know, who will just read it? The caretaker. And you're the first one to pick stones and stone people. Say, how can he do that? And he said he's a pastor. How can he do it, eh? Let's keep living. One day you'll be saying, people will be asking, how can he do that? And he said, she's a church girl. A church girl is the one who is screaming. Then you'll be saying, kwani church girl ananduru? You know, when people are in a blunder, they justify themselves. 
Bible says in Mark 25 verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and reconnect with them. So monitoring is important. Because after the shepherd has come, he reckons with you. After the master, I said Matthew chapter 25 verse 19. Matthew 25 verse 19. Okay, it's not there. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reconnect with them. So without an effective monitoring system, you will not know when bad seeds are being sown into your love groups. Bad seeds of lying about attendance in a love group. You will not know. Exaggeration of attendance or the state of the love group. Abandoning of love groups altogether. Without an effective monitoring system, you will not know these things. The Bible says in Matthew 13, go to Matthew 13. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man who sowed good seeds in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the household came and said unto him, Sir, didst thou not know that Good, did we not sow good seed in the field? For whence hath these tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then, what shall we then do? Shall we gather them up? So while they had slept, an evil man came and sowed tares. To sleep means there was no monitoring of what was happening. 13 verse 24. There was no monitoring on, on what was happening. Another parable, use New King James. Another parable is said, this is, the, this is the importance of monitoring. To monitor the state. The Bible says, know the state of thy flock. Know the state of thy, the accurate state of thy flock. Know it. Yeah, like I know here they are fornicators. That's the accurate state of my flock. Because of the state you're in, your youthfulness. That's the accurate state. That's why I'm always preaching against fornication. Because I don't preach about uh, uh, corruption. <laughs> or, uh, I don't preach against corruption. Because what, what, where are you to be corrupt? We will get to a certain level and start preaching about corruption. Now it's pride and fornication. Eh? Land grabbing. The land grabbing I preach about is not the one for actual land grabbing. No, it's taking someone's daughter and put them in your house. We cannot talk about, it is evil to land grab. Which land? Which land? The state of my flock right now is that they fornicate. That's the state. We understand, that's why we are attacking it and saying stop fornicating. And some of you are looking at me with straight eyes and you know you are a fornicator. Yeah, you are looking at me with your eyes right now and you know that right now after this service, you are going on someone's bed and you will be screaming. God says, you might go there and not come out. Ukwame. Utupigia simu. Usame, eh, pastor. I don't know what happened, pastor. I was just walking like this. Then a brother said, take me home. By accident, pastor. Siku penda kwangu, niko ubad. I found myself stuck. 
Niombea nitoke. Sita kuombea. The Bible says be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your hearts. Look at the shepherd next to you tell your shepherd shepherd know the state of your sheep. Look at yourself and tell yourself my me sheep I need to have an accurate report of myself. Yeah, I need to accurately report who I am. Accurately. If you are struggling with drinking, say I am struggling with drinking. Help me. So that if we, if we hear someone saying that guy is a drunkard, we will fight for you. We will say no, he does not. He's not a drunkard of alcohol. He's a drunkard of water. So when you see him drunk, moving like this on the road, don't mind him. We know his state. We are handling it. Yeah. But if we don't know, we will say, oh, he's a drunkard. He may not say anything. But if you know that is your problem, I'll defend you. Because I'm, I'll tell him I'm handling that issue. So that issue is in my desk. So leave it. He was worse. You don't know. That guy was worse. Now he's even better. I'll be able to defend you. But now I did not know. It's a surprise. Ah. Maranga. Anakwanga watchman. Ah. Ah. Anakwanga usiku. Ah. If I knew, I'll say, yeah, he's not a watchman. He likes praying at night outside. Yeah. He watches at night. Yeah, he's doing watch night. He's doing watch night. Know, know the state of your flock. Go back to Matthew. This is why we need to do monitoring. Effective what? Monitoring. Go back to menu, John. The Bible says, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seeds in his field. Uh -huh. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. While they slept, an enemy came in. While there is no monitoring, an enemy did what? Came in. When there is no effective monitoring of your soul, an enemy will come in. When you don't know the, state, the accurate state of your soul, an enemy will come in. You start realizing that I have funny desires. I never used to desire these things. How come nowadays I desire them? You're not keen to know the state of your soul. You're not keen to know. So an enemy has so dares. Now you, you, you never used to desire, to desire alcohol. Now you have a strong craving for it. Because you're not keen to know the state of your flock. I told you one way to, one, one thing you should always monitor is what? Your desires. The Bible says better is the wandering of the eye than the wandering of desires. When your desires begin to wander, no, an enemy has come in. You never used to, become, to come late to church. You are happy to be in church early. All of a sudden, you don't want to come to church early. Take note. The desire is changing. An enemy has sought tears. An enemy has done what? Has sought tears. And if you don't watch out, the tears will grow. Verse 26. Verse 26. But when the grain had sprouted and produced crop, then the tears also appeared. At that point, it's hard to cut the tears. If you continue, or let's continue reading, you see what happened. Because there's a certain stage that the tears get to, you can't cut them. Because if you cut the tears, it will, be, it will force you to cut the wheat. If you go to Narok, where wheat is grown, if that wheat is attacked by tears, it's very hard to differentiate. This is the tear, this is the wheat. They are the same. The Bible says, so when the servants, where have you jumped? 26. But when the grain had sprouted and produced crop, then the tears also appeared. 27. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, 
Did you not sow good seeds in your field? How then? How then does it have tears? Like they were shocked. There was no one to monitor. Cecilia, there was no one to monitor. So when the bad seeds were being sown, you did not know. Because the shepherd were giving the wrong things. About the sheep. They were saying, these sheep, ah, they are like this, they are like that. Mm, they are good. And you know they are not good. You know they don't tithe. You never ask them, are you a tither? You never told them about tithing. And you are a shepherd. You are concerned about numbers, but you are not discipling people. So you don't know if they tithe. So you wonder, why is my sheep cast? Why are they not blessed? You did not take keen to know. Are you a tither? Tell them if you continue stealing from God, you are attracting a curse on your life. Show them scriptures in the Bible. Tell them, you, brother, you are suffering like this because this is a curse in your life. There is a curse of a, of a thief. <laughs> continue, verse 28. He said to them, an enemy has done this. And the servant said to him, do you want, do you want us then to go and gather them up? Like, do you want us to cut these stairs? Look at the response. He said, but he said, no, lest while you gather up the tears, you also approve the wheat with them. You will get to a certain stage if you don't watch the tears growing. Zinda grow design, yeah. Now we can't cut them. Because you are addicted to that thing. If we cut it, we might kill you. Look, there's someone who can come to me and tell me, Pastor, I'm addicted to masturbation. I tell them, don't stop. Because if they stop, I know they'll die. Someone can come and tell me, Pastor, I'm addicted to alcohol. I tell them, don't stop. Like what I mean by don't stop, I tell them, don't stop abruptly. You will die. So I give them remedy on how to stop it. Yeah, because they'll have withdrawal symptoms and they might die. Someone is like someone who is addicted to cocaine. You can't just tell them, stop cocaine. You will kill them. Right? So you give them stages. And, but you know, you know you are foolish. You will say, in the name of Jesus. Don't you do that, you go and kill him. Like I remember there's one guy here who was addicted to cocaine. We, we were giving him coffee to sleep because it has the same effect. So he would come to church. When you see he's behaving somewhere, Joyce would go with coffee. You remember? And give him coffee. Sniff. So that he, he gets back normal until he, he, he was delivered. Yeah, until he was delivered. Because if you tell the boy, stop cocaine, he will die. And do you want him to die and go to hell? Would you not help him? And he lives, right? Yeah. But the problem is you don't have, you don't think. You criticize people. So when you see a pastor doing that, you say, how can a pastor know that girl is a communicator and still allows her to be there? I know she's a fornicator, but she's better here than outside. She's better here. Jesus will meet her here easily. Jesus will heal her here from easily than from outside there. If I throw her to the wolves, she will die. And her tears have not grown to the point where we can't cut them. We know this one, we are cutting them slowly. We are, we are, we are taking keen control. Number three, we are dealing with two things, eh? Number three, lack of deep understanding of love groups. Lack of a deep understanding. This is perhaps the greatest cell killer blow. When people lack understanding about love groups. This means you are blind. And how can you lead others when you yourself you are blind? How can you lead people to spiritual fruitfulness while you yourself you are blind? Matthew chapter 15 verse Verse 4, 14. Matthew 15, verse 14. 
Bible says, is it there on the screen? Can we read one, two, three? Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. When you don't clearly understand how love group is done, you are a blind person. How can a blind person lead another blind person? How? Is it possible? You are an elder. You don't understand how this system works. You yourself, you cook numbers. Because you are, your intention is numbers. Tell about we are not after numbers. That's not the primary goal. It is a goal. Tell about it is a goal. Because the Bible says you should have a mega church. But it's not the primary goal. The primary goal is to make you be a disciple of Jesus. That's the primary goal. Tell about the primary goal is to make you a disciple of Jesus. So when we look at you, we should see Jesus. When I look at you, I should see a trace of me in you. Because the Bible says, follow me as I follow. So there should be a trace of Pastor Boni in you. How you live, how you act, how you behave, it should be there. Because you are following me as I follow Christ. That's the primary goal. But if you don't understand that, how will you, you yourself don't understand the power of following. How will you help others follow? While you yourself don't know why we should follow. You don't know why we should follow. You don't know why we encourage that people should get married young. How will you encourage others to get married young? You don't know the reason why we say get married young is to help you overcome. The Bible says, let him who cannot control his passions do what? Marry. It's scripture. Let him who has no gift of self-control marry and you know you don't have it. Ah, don't you, don't you know you don't have it? So marry. So if you yourself don't understand that, how will you tell others, you, I know you don't have that gift, please. To avoid fornication, just get married. Just get, you don't need to do a big wedding, a grandiosious wedding. Just do a normal wedding. Just get married to avoid this. You don't know. You don't know why we say follow. You don't know which scriptures talk about follow. You don't know why we follow Abraham. You don't know why we follow David. You don't know why we follow Paul. You don't know why we follow Pastor Boni. You don't know why we follow Pastor Jimmy. So how will you tell others to follow? While you yourself don't understand the power of following. What you don't know is your lack of understanding is disadvantaging the people behind you. Yeah. Because if... Oh, come here, a few people. Just a few, not, not all of you, a few. We are walking like this. And then Pastor, Pastor V does not understand why, why we follow. Keep walking, keep walking. Does not understand why people follow. So she lacks a certain understanding on following. And then all of a sudden stop. Because she does not understand why people follow. What happens to the people behind her? They all stop. So your lack of understanding is not only disadvantaging you, it's disadvantaging all these others. When you don't know why we tithe, it's not just disadvantaging you. All these others who are following you are disadvantaged by your lack of understanding. If you don't understand why we show our prophet honor, <laughs> it's not only disadvantaging you, it's disadvantaging all these others. If you don't know why we respect the house of God, we are always early in church. It is not only disadvantaging you. It's also disadvantaging the people behind you. Yeah, that's the problem you don't understand. That's why Paul said, as long as I'm following Christ, follow me. Because if I stop following Christ, 
I will not only mislead myself, I will also mislead the people behind me. Your lack of understanding is not only costing you skitter, it is costing the people behind you. Yeah, and people are looking up to you. They're looking up to you. They're saying, oh, I would want to be like this girl someday. I want to be like her. So if she wants to be like you, and you yourself, you're Muff, what will she be? Muffa. <laughs> She'll be Muffa. More Muff. Because those are blind. Leading blinds. So what will happen to them? They will fall into. You don't know why we tell people marry young. Because the Bible says, if they cannot exercise self-control, let them do what? For it is better to marry than to burn with passions. You don't know why we encourage that. So you never tell your sheep, if you feel like, don't die with passions, marry. Sit down. Thank you. Let me tell you something. Fire in a fireplace is good fire. Fire in a bedroom is bad fire. I don't know you understand what I'm saying. Fire in a fireplace is good fire. Fire in a bedroom is bad fire. So the problem is not the fire. The problem is the place the fire is. So the problem is not your sexual desires. The problem is where are your sexual desires? Where is the execution point? Fire in a fireplace, my dear, is good fire. Fire in a bedroom is bad fire because fire in the bedroom will burn the place. A bedroom was not supposed to, to be a fireplace. So if you light fire on your bed, what will happen? You'll burn the house. You'll catch fire and burn the house. But if you burn fire on a... Do you know a fireplace? Maybe you get to me at Twingine. Fire on a jiko is good fire. Come on, a is good fire. But fire on bed sheets is bad fire. So the problem is not the fire. The problem is the place the fire is. The problem is not your sexual passions. No. The problem is the place your sexual passions are. That's what the Bible says. If you cannot control yourself, other than burning with passions, marry. So take your fire to the place where it's the fire is supposed to be, to your fireplace. You will not burn. But if you keep your fire in the bedroom, you will burn. So take your fire there. If you don't understand that, you cost everybody. Your lack of understanding of the love groups does only affect you affects everybody. It affects everybody. It affects you and me. It affects us. Yeah. One time a certain guy did not understand why they should not take a, a certain guy in the Bible called Achan did not understand why they should not touch holy things. So they went into war to fight a certain town. They were told, do not take anything from this town. Was the town called I? Yes. They were told, do not touch anything from this town. Everything in this town is condemned. So they were told, do not touch anything in this town. Everything in this town is condemned. But I, or Achan, he thought he was smarter. He went and found gold chains and good robes. He took them and went and hid them in his tent. Because they were nice. It's in the book of Judges. They were beautiful. So he said, ah, why should I destroy gold? Gold banner, gold. Ah, z, 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 z. So he went and hid. At a god that I lay one. In the gold banner. In the gold. I'll give him an offering. I'll give him an offering. In the gold. 
So he went and hid it in his tent. And they went to war now. They went to fit, fight a certain town. When they got there, they were beaten like crazy. Like crazy. So Joshua knew something is wrong. So he went and, and waited on the Lord for three days, praying and fasting. And he asked the Lord, Lord, have you abandoned us? Why have you, why, why have this kind of number of people died? I don't know, 3,000 or how many people died, soldiers. How many people will die and, and you said you will never leave us? It's here, yeah? Okay, let's even read before I, other than me paraphrasing it. Or can I paraphrase then we read? So he said, Lord, how can we die like this? After that day, the Lord told him, you know why you are dying? It's a guy called Achan. Achan took an accursed thing. So because of that, the whole team has suffered. Because of one person taking an accursed thing. What most people don't understand is when you do the wrong thing, it affects me because I'm in your life. I'm part of your life. If you steal from God, it affects us because we get all cast. Or rather, when the cast comes, it affects all of us because your cast has a has as, as an indirect, is it even indirect or direct? No, I think it's direct. In the sense, if this speaker is cast, and this speaker stays with me, it means this speaker will never prosper financially. So it means me, I might have to take care of this speaker for the rest of his life. So directly, I'm also suffering. So what you don't understand is because you don't pay your tithe, you're cast. So in essence, you are making me also suffer. Because now I have a dependent person here. I have to keep giving them money. And when I give them money, the money does not help them. I think it's some other time I was telling some guy, I told you your problem is not money. I told him right now, your, your need is 10,000. 10,000 is nothing. I can give you 10,000. But I can guarantee you tomorrow you'll have another 10,000 needs. So the problem is not what? Money. Your problem is not money. Your problem is God is taking you through a certain season of your life. So allow God to take you through that season. After you've come out of the desert season, you will realize that the problem was not money. The problem was your heart. Let's, let's finish by reading the scripture. One, two, three. Can we read? But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding their castings. For Achan, the son of Kakim, the son of mm -hmm, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took their castings. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. See what happened to them. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Aven, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. Mm -hmm. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Don't let all the people go up but about two or 3,000 men to go up and attack Ai. Don't wear all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. They said, ah, that your town, Nikadogo. What they didn't know, amongst them, Mamo Elkimi and Amrama. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And they had said the men of Ai were few, but they fled. Because they had even sent 3,000, meaning they had sent more than the people in Ai. But the men of Ai made them flee. Uh -huh. And the men of Ai struck down the 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebrim, 
and struck them down on their descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people were melted and became like water. Mm -hmm. Then Joshua tore his clothes, fell, fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. And the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. So they waited, they fasted on, and waited. Uh -huh. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought these people over Jordan or at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dealt on the side of Jordan. Mm -hmm. Like we shouldn't have come here. If you knew, you will kill us. Uh -huh. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turn its back before its enemies? Like we are not used to turning our back. It is us who make our enemies turn their backs. Not us turning and running. Uh -huh. For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? Mm -hmm. So they were blaming God. I was saying, God, when you were to Shindo, then God told them, Wolan, 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 Tuliapo, Tuliapo. So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Like, Wolan, what's your problem? Uh -huh. Israel had, has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded thee. For they have taken some of their castings and have both stolen and deceived. And they have also put it among their own. And you take the tithe, what belongs to God, and put it among your own stuff. What you don't understand is you are, you are attracting a cast. Because that tithe is cast. The 10% of anything you have is cast. 10% of, tell about 10% of anything you have is a casting. So when you bring a casting into the midst of good things that are not cast, the thing gets spoiled. It's like when you put a rotten mango in the middle of ripe mangoes. What happens? In a matter of time, all of them, all of them get rotten, all of them get spoiled. Because that thing is an accursed thing. Uh -huh. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before the enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies. Because they have, go, they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore, unless you destroy their cast from among you. So I will not bless you. I will not be with you anymore. Unless you destroy their casting. Unless you tithe, I will not be with you. Unless you give what belongs to God. Unless you show honor, I will not be with you. Unless you show love, I will not be with you. It's an accursed thing. And unless you destroy it, me, God, I'm not with you. You'll always turn your backs against your enemies. Uh -huh. Verse 13. Get up, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourself for tomorrow, because... Thus says the Lord God, our God. This is an accusing in, in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accusing from among you. Keep going quickly. In the morning before you shall go. Go to where they, now they find Ark. They find the man. His verse, what? Keep going, we see. Then he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of... The book starts from verse 17. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, Give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him and tell him now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Uh -huh. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel and this is what I have done. Uh -huh. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, <laughs> 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold 
weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth, in the midst of my tent, with the silver and light. Yeah! Let's continue. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was hidden in the tent with the silver and light. Oh my God, it's already nine. Continue. And they took them from the midst of the tent, brought them to Joshua and blah, blah, blah. Continue. Then Joshua and... Continue. And Joshua said, why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. Why have you troubled us? God could trouble. Because you are troubling us. Why did you have to trouble us? Even you, the Lord will trouble you. So all Israel stoned him with stones. And they burned with fire after they had stoned them with the stones. Why have you troubled us? You will, may the Lord also trouble you. How did he get here? What was the point? No, the main point. Lack of understanding. You don't understand. This is an important thing you are dealing with. You don't understand this is an accursed thing. So because you've troubled us, may the Lord also trouble you. Because we've been telling you about an accursed thing, you don't want to listen. May the curse of a thief come on you. Because it's scripture. We tell you about the tithe, you don't want to listen. You say, oh, why should I, why should I give pastor my money? It's not pastor's money. You're not giving it to the pastor. It belongs to God. It's an accursed thing. You can't help you. You are trying to, to hold on to something that is cast. Can you eat spoiled mango? Talk to me. Can you eat spoiled mango? So why are you holding on to spoiled mango? Why are you holding on to spoiled mango? If you don't throw it away, it's going to spoil everything. Your lack of understanding will make the system fail. Ladies and gentlemen, I am done. Because I'm not out of words. I'm out of time.